0: Our patients are the first thing we think of when we begin each day and the last thing we think about when we finish. In that spirit, Hendricks Regional Health, Danville, Indiana, proudly presents Health Talks with HRH. Here's Melanie Cole. If you've always thought cosmetic surgery and plastic surgery were one and the same, you're not alone. To clear it up for us today, we have Dr. Rachel Scott. She's a plastic and reconstructive surgeon with Hendricks Regional Health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Scott. People hear the word cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery. Clear it up a little bit for us and tell us what all those terms mean.
1: Well, I think that uh, the Goldberg term of plastic surgery has a lot of misconceptions in the public Uh, and even those who have a little more education. I've had many med students come to me that have no idea what plastic surgery is all about. And I will unabashedly and unashamedly steal from one of my mentors and tell you that Plastic surgeons fundamentally take care of the aspects that make us human. If you think about when you meet someone, you look at them across the room, you size them up a little bit, and then you go over, you look at them in the face, you shake their hand, and you say, Hi, my name is Dr. Rachel Scott, or whatever your name is. And just in that one section of your life, for those few moments, you have used all the aspects of your humanity You've used your eyes to observe the person. You've used your voice to introduce yourself and communicate with them. And you've used your hand to do our standard uh, greeting of each other. And plastic surgeons take care of all those aspects of our bodies as well as uh, many others.
0: What a beautiful way to put it. How interesting. So now cosmetic surgery. This is elective generally, And what kinds of surgeries constitute cosmetic surgery?
1: So cosmetic surgery, I think we can take a step back and say that these are surgeries that we can live without. Uh, We can spend all day, every day for our entire lives uh, without having our nose look just that little bit extra perfect. Uh, Whereas if you're someone who has a nose that you can't breathe through, that is something that you can't live with. Um, So I think those are the main differences between the two. They're surgeries that are the icing on the cake, so to speak, uh, ways that we can make ourselves that little bit uh, quote, better in our own eyes.
0: And when people choose to do something cosmetic, and they come to you and they want to do breast enhancement or facial contouring or one of those things, what do you tell them to think about before they make that decision?
1: Absolutely. So, I think that cosmetic surgeries in a lot of ways, uh, take a lot more thinking and contemplation on both the part of the surgeon as well as the part of the patient, uh, versus some of those more straightforward functional surgeries where you don't really have much of an option. You have something and you need to fix it. So I think that the cosmetic patient really has to be willing to take a risk because they're starting probably at a pretty good place and there's always a possibility of making it worse. Um, The other thing is that uh, the patient has to look at themselves in the mirror uh, and look at their body or face or whatever is being intervened upon every day for the rest of their life. And what they see versus what the surgeon or their family members or the public sees uh, are not the same. We all interpret them in different ways. So I think that there has to be a lot of discussion between the patient and the surgeon about goals, about how... the each of them sees uh, the, the problem or the perceived problem that they're going to address. And it needs to be a long uh, conversation before surgery, and it ends up being a long-term relationship, oftentimes after surgery as well.
0: You use the word perceived, Dr. Scott. So if this is something that just makes somebody unhappy and so they're not able to look at themselves in the mirror and be happy with what they see, do you then tell them that this is something they need to reconcile? Is this something in their psyche or is this just purely physical?
1: I think that there are times uh, that it may fit into both categories. Certainly, uh, there are patients for whom their perceived imperfection uh, is something that perhaps is related to other events in their life, and that's where the discussion comes in as to whether having a surgery or a procedure is really going to make their life better and whether that perceived cosmetic imperfection is something that uh, is really impacting them or whether it is a a symptom of a bigger problem that, uh, that needs some resolution. However, there are certainly patients also who say, you know, this is just something that has bothered me for a long time and I can go on with my life without having surgery for it, but I really feel like my life would be a little bit better and I would feel better about myself. And even though it's cosmetic surgery, and believe me, there are people who uh, look down their noses a bit at it, even uh, for those patients, you can really make a big difference in their life. Um, And while it's not something that's life-saving or even life-altering, it makes the world a better place for them. And you can really stand back and see the smiles and even look at pictures and just see that they hold themselves differently from before surgery to after surgery and tell that they feel better about themselves.
0: So when we're talking about plastic and reconstructive surgery for burn repair or breast reconstruction after cancer, is there a difference in training between someone who does cosmetic surgery and someone who does plastic surgery?
1: There is and there isn't. All of us who have uh, attained proficiency in plastic surgery – have had experience and exposure to both the cosmetic world as well as the reconstructive burn world and even hand surgery. However, um, after the fundamental plastic surgery training, there are options to pursue additional training, both formal and informal, for uh, burn surgery, uh, for cosmetic surgery, as well as some uh, more fine-tuned reconstructive surgery options like microsurgery. So it is a very long training process, and there are a lot of different pathways that you can take, both going into it and uh, coming out of the basic plastic surgery training.
0: So when you have people that need plastic surgery, reconstructive surgery, because of some traumatic event, burns and such like that, as you said before, this is not really elective at all. It's something that they have to do. Is this typically something that's very long process, very difficult and emotional for people?
1: Absolutely. Uh, The role of the plastic surgeon uh, can be even more important uh, than the role of the other critical care physicians and medical physicians that these patients are seeing. Oftentimes, uh, we meet these patients in very, very unpleasant and unfortunate circumstances, Uh, and the plastic surgeon tends to meet them early and the plastic surgeon tends to be the doctor that uh, is one of the last docs that they follow up with after things are all said and done. And that goes for trauma as well as uh, wounds and cancer reconstructive surgery. Uh, Oftentimes we will see these patients and uh, follow along with them for the rest of their lives in some cases, um, whereas other surgeons and other docs kind of will come and go out of their lives. And the reason for that is simply because it does oftentimes uh, tend to be such a complex process and it has so many steps uh, for the patients as well as the need for monitoring and making sure that they're doing well after uh, the surgical procedures. It certainly does not end uh, when we walk out of the operating room.
0: And Dr. Scott, in just the last few minutes kind of wrap it up for us, give the listeners your best advice. When they're considering cosmetic surgery, or they have to go through plastic surgery, what you really want people to know, what you tell them when you really want them to know this information, and why they should come to Hendricks Regional Health for their care?
1: Absolutely. So I think that people need to think of plastic surgeons as a very dynamic head-to-toe head surgeon Everything from burn reconstruction to breast reconstruction to carpal tunnel surgery, and the role that plastic surgeons can play—not as a primary care, but almost that where you have a long-standing relationship uh, to take care of the patient as a whole, as well as their specific surgical issue. I think that uh, being coming involved with a plastic surgeon oftentimes uh, will happen for reasons—a finger fracture, a carpal tunnel but it ends up blossoming into a longer-term relationship once that particular injury is resolved. Everyone has uh, a couple wrinkles on their face or a family member who thinks, oh, maybe I've always thought about having my breasts done, and it can really become almost a family experience. I think that uh, Hendrix Regional Health really offers some great benefits. Uh, we're a growing facility. Uh, we've gone from a small County Hospital that uh, a lot of people would just drive by to go to the big city, uh, to now a place that offers a broad array of excellent specialists who have had great training all over the country. Um, I grew up in the area, and I am absolutely proud to have come back uh, after having trained many other places and to be able to offer some excellent uh, plastic surgery specialty care.
0: Thank you so much. What an amazing physician you are. Thank you so much, Dr. Scott. You're listening to Health Talks with HRH. Thank
1: you so And much. if you want
0: more information, you can go to Hendricks.org. That's org for Hendrix Regional Health. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.